The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 186 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Well, if you haven't picked up the latest Okie Comics, you need to because our next guest, Tanner Fearborn, has been a featured artist with his run of the Boomers, Oklahoma's elite superhero team. Tanner, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Tanner, how did you get involved with Okie Comics? So it was actually a chance encounter. I was working at the Boys and Girls Club at the time, and uh, one of our volunteers brought it to me and said, hey, I know you like superheroes. I thought you might like this. So I checked it out, and <laughs> about a week later, I emailed Jeff. Yeah, and Jeff Provine is, is your writer. Uh, is he easy to write? Is he easy to draw for? Yeah. Mo- <laughs> yeah. A lot of the times it's, can you add more of this or yeah. more debris or make them look scarier or make them look scared and stuff like that. <laughs> What goes into drawing when you would so you're giving I guess get it given a script yeah and and what goes into your 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 thought process when you're given that script? So Jeff and I co-write the comics, uh-huh. so a lot of times is I'll send him a very very rough sketch uh, uh, script and he will make it actually sound presentable and look mm-hmm. good, and then um, I take it just page by page and I'll go ahead and do the entire panel layout of each page and then I will fill in the, yeah. the page with the comics. Did you create the, the boomers? Is that way, or did you guys kind of collaborate on that, or how that work? So when I first came to Jeff, I pitched a completely different series. Mm-hmm. It was a medieval series that just didn't mesh well with Okie Comics. <coughs> so I then pitched a superhero series, mm-hmm. just and it was originally just Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. But he said, "Well, I want to do a team more like the Fantastic Four. So he um, he pitched me the idea of Scissor Tail and Roadrunner, mm-hmm. and then I filled in the blanks with. Thunderbolt, and then we rounded out the team with Rick Tun. Yeah, so. which I, I think is fantastic. I actually, I think my favorite was was Spirit. Uh, she obviously is not on the team yep. officially, uh, but her introduction uh, a couple of issues back was mm-hmm. phenomenal, and Thank I thought you. it was so well done and so well drawn. Thank you. Uh, it was it was just amazing. And I, I, it, what, what, when, what went into that thought process there for Spirit? Yeah. So I was originally, there were going to be five members, Mm -hmm. but I decided to hold back on that because for the pilot issue, that five characters introduced would be a lot. It's a lot to take in. And so I was going to do, well, second issue, and I was like, well, no, third issue, no. And then with the fourth issue, I was like, okay, I'm going to introduce her. Mm -hmm. And so with Spirit, especially since she's Native American, Mm -hmm. um, I took a lot of time (laughs) to design (laughs) her costume and her powers to make sure that it wasn't like caricatured Native right. Americans. So I took a lot of time researching what Native Americans wore into battle and stuff like that, and then modernized it into a, a suit, which I enjoy. I, I think that's very important because we, as as uh, Oklahomans, I mean, other states have Native American cultures, but it's ingrained into our history really who is, we yeah. are. So you want to kind of try take that treat, treat that with a lot more respect. Yeah. When you uh, when you when you came up with the ideas when you when you first saw it when it was created and it was published what was your thought? 
um, I felt really giddy inside because <laughs> I had never had um, my work published before. I mean, I've done like digital mm-hmm. stuff released digitally, but never like in print before. And that was one of my dreams. Yeah. Why superheroes? I've always felt a draw to them. It started really early with, you know, like Spider-Man, Superman, because I grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. and that time of the superhero cartoons. Yeah. And so I actually used to sit in front of the television and draw like the Batman animated series, stuff like that. And it just stuck with me. Yeah, it's just something you, you can feel when you when you when you know you can draw it. And when did you? How old were you when you started drawing? My first memory of drawing um, was about five years old. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yep. I said in my bedroom. I went through so many spiraled notebooks as a kid, just drawing and drawing and drawing and making my own comics and characters and all that stuff. Your your art is amazing. Uh, it's it it holds. I I think almost the classic feel of the superhero. Yeah. Uh, with almost a modern take. It's yeah. just, it's amazing. Uh, is that kind of what you were trying to go for? Yeah, I try to go for a very Steve Ditko esque. Mm-hmm. If you know, it's like with the cheekbones and everything. I go very because I used to copy Steve Ditko work all the time <laughs> when I was little. So I try to stick with that. But then also the fact that the comic took place in Oklahoma, I use a lot of references. I go to Google Maps a lot to look at the locations because I want it to be an accurate, mm-hmm. you know, depiction of where they are. Yeah. How uh, you, have you, are you are you working on other uh, boomer? things right now so yes we're actually working currently on the I think it's the sixth issue of the mm-hmm. boomers which will be a holiday special but i won't give away which holiday it will be <laughs> there we go and but but it's so so we we are going to be able to see these ongoing yes i actually have a a story arc set that is slow very slowly being brought into fruition mm-hmm. do you hope to maybe maybe eventually see it in a in a full full set magazine by itself i would love to see it in a full set magazine yeah. but i love that it that it sticks with the Yoki Comics formula right now. Yeah, yeah, it's short, it's sweet. Um, of course, I love the the rest of the Yoki Comics. I love the fact oh, that yeah. it's, it's a really easy read. Um, and I, of course, we've always thought that uh, with with comic books, you know, that's a great way to get kids to start reading. Oh, yeah, totally. Did, were you handed a comic book at a young age? So the f- so I have dyslexia, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of trouble reading growing up. And the first comic that was ever handed to me was a five. Uh, comic collection of the first five issues of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can kind of see, I feel the Fantastic Four influence kind of comes through in the boomers a yeah, lot. Without a doubt. <laughs> Down yeah. to the rock-covered, yes, super strong exactly. character. But no, so I read through those five issues over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. that was my gateway into actually learning to read, because I wanted to realize, wanted to see what was going on in the comics. Right. I wanted to know what they're talking about, what is Mr. Fantastic pointing at, stuff like that. Yeah, it, and so you, you it, it interests you. You look at the picture, you go, okay, yeah. I can see a picture, but I want to know what's going on. Yeah, that's amazing, and that then that's that's helped you to 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 learn how to read. Yeah, totally. That's wonderful. Now, did you uh, once you once you did learn how to read? What was going on here? Did that interest you only in doing the artwork, or did you had you thought about possibly doing some writing for comic books? So. I like the writing of comic books, but I like the writing of like the 40s, 50s, 60s stuff where it's real goofy. Yeah. And I mean, I enjoy the newer stuff. Like I've been reading the Winter Soldier run and stuff like that. And it's really good. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy the more classic kind of goofy. We're superheroes and we're doing superhero things kind of stuff. Well, and I was just, uh, I had uh, talked at the uh, book festival with Charles Martin over Mm -hmm. at um, the, uh, uh, the, the press. Um, Oh, I'll remember it eventually. And they're yelling at me right now as they're listening to this. Um, and, 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 um, uh, and others just, but just about, um, there's so there's a variety out there mm-hmm. so that you could actually be writing some of the yeah. classic writing style as well. Yeah. 
Have you ever thought about doing something like that? I have considered it. There's a comic book sitting in my brain currently that I've just haven't got the full story to that's a little more modern, but it takes more of like a 50s sci-fi kind of feel to it, but mm-hmm. it's more of a modern story. It's Literati Press, by the way. Thank you yeah. all very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew it would come to me eventually. Uh, so so do, do you feel like there's an outlet, a way you can do get, get to do something like that here? Um, I mean, I've been slowly trying to build up um, artists, contacts with artists and stuff. And it's just, and I know it's all timing, just like the Oki comics was timing. Sure, sure. I had, before I emailed Jeff, I had no idea about the boomers. They all just kind of came to flooding into me. <laughs> Once he said scissor tail and Roadrunner, I was like, okay, I know where I'm going with this. When it, when it, when it clicked, was it, was it just like that? That it was like, oh, I know what I can do with this now. Yeah, it was immediately like that day I had sketches for all four of them. So for people who haven't read, describe, tell us about these, these, these characters. So the Boomers are a team, an ever-evolving team of Oklahoma-based superheroes that mostly work in Bricktown. They consist of Thunderbolt, who is the leader, Scissortail, who's the brains, Brickton, who's the goofball, and Scissortail, who's the speeder. Yeah, so, so, very, so you've, got your, you've got your core group yeah. there. And the idea was that maybe they could expand even. Yeah, so I, I grew up with the Justice League Unlimited show, mm-hmm. and I kind of like the idea of maybe having the roster change throughout each issue to what I need because, like, Spirit, she's officially a boomer now. I can mm-hmm. say that. But she's not going to be in every issue because she's quite OP. Yeah, so, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, she just shows up yeah. and boom, she's so, taking care of it. Yeah, there's, like, issues like the current issue, which will uh, come out in November, Scissor Tail is not in most of it because I didn't know what to do with him. So right. I was like, okay, Scissor Tail shows up at the end, but he's like, mm, I didn't really know what to do with him. And so there's if there's an issue in a comic where I'm like, well, Roadrunner could figure this out. I'm right. like, well, Roadrunner's not in this issue then. And just like that. And there are boomers in the shadows that are going to be introduced later. I have a handful of them that I'll be in later. Yeah, well, and you say you mentioned Justice League International, but I just go back to the the, the original Justice League, yeah. and that was that's how it always was. You didn't yeah. you, you had your certain, certain group, and but if you bring in Superman, yeah, it's you know, yeah. It, everything's over too far. It's not going to last thirty minutes. Yeah, and that's and I I do issues where it is all five of them, mm. and when I do those issues, I want it to feel like a big like Avengers moment where like okay, yeah. all five of them are together. Yeah, you've got you've got to make sure and balance that out. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yes, I spirit kind of reminded me very much of a kind of a, a Captain Marvel yes. uh, type character where she could she could take care of whatever she needed to yep. take care of. And she was actually going to debut an issue earlier, mm-hmm. but that issue was going to come out around the same time Captain Marvel did. So I was like, <laughs> okay, let's let's push her out. Let's to hold the next on issue. That. <laughs> so they're not like, oh look, it's Captain Marvel, but Native American. Yeah, I I just love and again I love the and not only uh, did I love the way and and I was I think written really well uh, to introduce her. Again, it was the art when she shows up. Yeah. It was it it was almost chilling. Yeah, like the clouds start yeah. to get. Yeah, yeah. And was that kind of what you were trying to go for there? Yes, I wanted to have her have that big heroic entrance mm-hmm. of you're like, okay, who is this? Yeah, it was kind of. I kind of wanted to go for that like Batman v Superman moment where Wonder Woman shows up in front of the jet and that yes. music plays up. That's <laughs> what I wanted for Spirit. Yeah, and it it shows up and and so I mean that's the thing is you're trying to kind of get almost a, a movie feel, a cinematic mm-hmm. feel, but you've got it in a st- static one panel drawing. Yep. Is that difficult? It's very difficult. There are tons of things that I've wanted to do. We're like, okay, I, 
I, as an artist, cannot do this. So <laughs> I just have to push it aside and hope maybe one day I can do something. The muse takes you. Yep. And you just, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you've been you've and and you've been doing it for for years now. And do you think that it's it's gotten better to has it been has it gotten to where you you're you're still trying to uh, you're trying to make yourself better. You're trying to yes. To, I looked at the pilot issue, the first issue of the Boomers, the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, if they ever if we ever release like a a compilation, I would have to re redo all this yeah. art because it was it was not. I didn't know what I wanted it to be at the time. Roadrunners, completely different skin color, mm. everything's different. So yeah, you're gonna have to George Lucas it. Yes, and basically control over everything. Have these special edition versions. Yeah. What 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 else are you, are you hoping to do with the comic? No, with with anything else. Um. So I do have uh, a book I've been working on, a children's book. Oh, awesome! That is my my wife and I working on it together, and I'm excited about that. It's um. I won't give away the title, but it's about Bigfoot. Oh well, it's there a you go. Book about him, yeah. Oh, which so. is which is great. We are we mm -hmm. are Bigfoot land. You go down to Southeast yep. Oklahoma, go to Little Dixie, and there's plenty. Yeah, it is Bigfoot dealing with a very. It's a situation that only Bigfoot would have to deal with, and that's <laughs> all I'm going to say. That's awesome. Do you yeah. feel like you could? You've got an outlet here to be able to publish something like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who would who would you go to? How would you do that? Um, I'd probably ask Jeff for advice because he's the self-published Oki Comics. Probably knows but, what to do. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever talked to the literary literati press guys? I have they, not they yet. Do, no. They do a lot of stuff. Uh, in fact, I, you know, again, talking to Charles Martin, and it's, it, the idea is that that you don't. Hopefully, the idea is that mm -hmm. artists like you don't have to go feel like you have to go to New York or Chicago yeah. or L.A. to do this. Do you feel like that there's something growing here in Oklahoma? Oh, definitely. And I think that Oki Comics has been a great like fertilizer to that because now all these artists have things to do. There's the couch crew and all these things just coming up, which I love the couch crew. Yeah. Just a side note on that. Yeah. Well, I, I, and, and do you, do you, uh, hopefully I, they're going to be, I'll talk to, to Jeff Provine in a couple of weeks about uh, some, some, a new version of this coming out. But the, the fact that it just, it highlights not only uh, Oklahoma kind of mm -hmm. Oklahoma stories, but Oklahoma artists, yeah. that's got to be an amazing experience. Oh, yeah, totally. Because growing up, I was told, you know, like, what are you going to do as an artist? This mm -hmm. is Oklahoma. Like, there's nothing to, for artists to do here. So grow, <laughs> now getting to see them, like, okay, I was right. There's stuff to do here. Yeah. Well, and, and now especially, because I think there's a growing need for it. Mm -hmm, uh, to totally. Be, and, and to be Oklahoma-centric. Yeah. And even one of the things I love about the boomers, especially, is like when you read anything Marvel, it's it's really cool if you live in New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like having a place like here, like I was driving with my friend the other day because I just did an issue that took place um, down by the Leaky Tiki mm -hmm. or yeah, the Tipsy Tiki. And I drove past and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is where the comic takes, this is where that character walked. And this is where they did this. And it was, it was really fun. And I hope that other people get to have those moments. Well, that's how I felt about seeing the, the Skydance, uh, the, the yeah. Scissor Tail Bridge. Yeah. I drive by it every day on my way to work and I'm like, mm, there's, he was up there. Yeah. And then the neat thing is you get to do, um, there's new stuff being added with, you've got mm -hmm. Scissor Tail Park. Yep. Um, there's, there's. There are other things that you can yeah. that are going to be added. So yeah, I try to, to do that with every issue. I try to um, spotlight a different part of Oklahoma, mm -hmm. a different area. Uh, we have I do have plans for using the Devon Tower at some point for a big plot point. That's going to be fun. But that'll be awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's made for it. I mean, it's yeah. right there in central Oklahoma. It's City. huge, a tiny air, and for dealing with a lot of villains that are weather based, having mm -hmm. a really tall building like that is going to be really useful. That's going to be fantastic. You had the uh, boys. Was it the last episode you had the Boys and Girls Club? That was issue two. Okay. So that, I think that was the last one that was printed. Okay. So, and then there was issue three and four, which are um, digital. 
Yes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So, so, but there, um, and, and you've got, you, you, you've basically got an opportunity to, to showcase not only, uh, the different places in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. in Oklahoma city, but kind of different feels with your heroes. Oh yeah, totally. Cause like, I love Roadrunner because he is Hispanic mm-hmm. and it's really fun to, you know, draw him and write his dialogue and stuff. Cause I've had to learn a lot of Spanish <laughs> I know. writing his character, which is great. I love oh, yeah, the fact totally. that he speaks, that he speaks yeah, Spanish. That he's fluent and that he's younger. Mm-hmm. I, have, I don't think we've ever established, but he's about 17 in the comics. Oh, is so he he's really? The okay. Of the boomers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and kind of, it, it just shows this, this kind of an up and coming youth that's going mm-hmm. on in Oklahoma city, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. I used to work at a school that had a predominantly Hispanic uh, mm-hmm. class, and I showed them the comic, and they loved it. Yeah. They were loving the fact that he's like, oh, I know what he's saying. And the other <laughs> kid's like, I don't. He's like, I do. Yeah, it's it kind of a big inside yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And you, so you've, you've been uh, now, with, I guess it's been two years. Has it been two years now? Uh, it's been about almost a year, actually, I think. Okay. I, I started when... back, I think it was last June is when I started, when yeah. I put pen to paper on the actual comic. Which is, um, and, and, and you got to see it actually being published yeah. and, and being able go, go to any um, uh, library or yeah, game totally. store and there, there it is. That's got to feel it, amazing. It's really fun. <laughs> and so you've got these, these four characters and you, uh, you said, you, what other ideas do you have? Um, so I do. I, way too much. Well, no, I have announced a character called Thunderbird, mm-hmm. who she will be announced later on. I'm trying to find the right time to to bring her in, but she will be the first African American oh, member of the Boomers. And then there's another one who I I love deeply. I've drawn some pictures of him called Bedlam, mm-hmm. and he is a kind of a football themed character. Half his suit is red, half his suit is orange. Oh, great! And he protects uh, Stillwater. Mm-hmm. And so I've been waiting for an issue to bring in Bedlam and to bring in Thunder uh, Thunderbird and just other ones. I'm working slowly on more. Yeah. But they're not like, I'm still, I have like names floating around and stuff, but not full characters for them yet. So there's an opportunity maybe to just go outside of just central Oklahoma, outside mm-hmm. of Oklahoma City. Um, the current issue I'm writing, half of it takes place in Norman. Oh, good. So yeah, I try to go, because I live in Bethany mm-hmm. and I've name dropped Bethany once before in the comic with Brickton doing something in Bethany. But yeah, uh, I want to do something in Edmond and I want to do some stuff in Stillwater, obviously. Because Stillwater is such a cool little Part oh, of yeah. Oklahoma. It's a fantastic little yeah. town. And Brickton is is fantastic because he's just he's kind of the goofball. Oh, uh, I love him. <laughs> I have I have plans and I've mentioned it to Jeff of doing like a, a Brickton centric uh issue of just him. Sure. Yeah. Well I, I think, think I, everyone would love it. Yeah, and I really want to do like a buddy cop because Brickton and Roadrunner work, so I love them together. Mm. They're like my two favorite characters. And I want to do like a buddy cop of them. Kind of a team up by yep, all of themselves. The two most inexperienced <laughs> heroes trying to solve something together. I, I thought it was interesting that you didn't feel the need to do any kind of origin story for any of them. So they actually all have origins uh, in my brain. Well, I no, that's what yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. I've, Thunderbolt has one currently. I think mm-hmm. that was issue three. It was the Boomers Twisted. Yeah, number three. Oh, yes. We, we dived a little bit into its origin, but that was the, it was told from the villain's perspective. So that may not be his full origin. So. Do you hope to maybe tell these stories? Yes. How would, how would you go about that? Um, if the online aspect continued, I'd love to release just like origin one-shots of each character mm-hmm. so we can get more introduced to them. Roadrunner's got a pretty solid origin that I'm really excited about to, to tell. So, 
why why do you think why did you because again we're, we're we live in this world where origin stories are all over every yep. movie i mean if i have to see you know uncle ben die again i'm right gonna, um but why because that's, that's the thing is you basically started out of comic books you didn't mm-hmm. have any kind of origin story yep. you just kind of went these are they're real here and they are the reason that i didn't start with origins is because one i hate origin stories and two <laughs> there's nothing original left right so like thunderbolt shows his and I'm, it was like the most cobbled together well he got pushed into a weather machine mm-hmm. like it was it was like that like brickton has no origin right i do not know where he came from i have some rough ideas but i kind of want to leave it because he doesn't know where he came from and we haven't touched on that yet but he has no idea where he came from he just started existing and that's they cool. found him up in the the hills see that's awesome yeah now did you uh well because well, what i loved was about your first issue was that was uh, almost the problem was you would have one hero show mm-hmm. up um, and then realize I can't do this by yeah. myself. And so you introduce, so that that way we could be introduced to the character without having to know their origin. Yeah. It was like, this is their power and this is how they're helping. Yep. Was that kind of the idea behind this? Yeah. And Jeff did a lot of the, the first script. I gave him a rough idea and he, he really fleshed it out to be that kind of boom, 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 boom ending, which, cause it could only be like five pages, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. which is, I do enjoy the online aspect of it because then i can do like 15 16 page stories mm-hmm. that is and i know that's not you know an average comic length that's a little short but still that's way it's getting closer to, yeah than and five. i <laughs> and i think it's been the last two issues i have actually added because i love the marvel post-credit stingers i've actually been adding like a post-page stinger mm-hmm. to each comic setting up a bigger storyline going down which they have been good and you've been and you say you got issue did you say issue five is that what you said issue five will be uh jeff said he's releasing that in november online and then um, my holiday issue will come out in one of the next holiday months. If you had uh, some other comic style stuff, to, would you do? What would you do? Um, I've so I said I I worked on a medieval comic, yeah. and I've published. It's like a one page kind of like comic or newspaper kind of comic I do called Steve the Not So Brave, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that because it's in a very different style. It's way quicker for me to draw, and it's mm-hmm. that. And I have another one that I did when I was younger. I have worked on a long time, which revolves around like zombies and monsters but it's very comedic yeah so are there, you know, there's i know zines are still very very popular yes. have you gotten into those the what the zines the no, uh, okay they're they're just basically magazines it's it's kind of like comic books but wow. just kind of self-published i have seen them at like new world but i haven't um picked them up yet you were at new world right yes i've been to new world i frequent uh new star Com- or yeah all-star comics a lot but i go to new world often and cosplay Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your cosplay at New World? I, I went as Peter B. Parker, <laughs> the the, yep. the 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 homeless, disheveled. Yeah. Yes. Because it was easy. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not hard. I was like, I have a jacket and some sweatpants. Just Spider Man in a, and an a old Spider Man yes. suit. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> How do you feel like? Do you think the 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 movies have helped build an interest in comic books? Oh, totally. I was. Thinking about it the other day, because I grew up, I loved Iron Man growing up. Mm-hmm. I watched the old, you know, 90s cartoon. And I was thinking about how spoiled these kids are today. I was like, do you know how hard it was to find an Iron Man toy when I was a child? <laughs> and now there's like 50 different armor suits sure. for $5 at Walmart. Yeah, and, and uh, the, people don't understand that back, you know, when we were kids, it was still, it, it was yeah. not cool to be a geek. And I was even thinking about like, could you imagine back in like the 80s and 90s, someone wearing a Captain America shield on their shirt? Right. And now like you can see a random person at Starbucks with one on their shirt. <laughs> it's running around the mall. Yeah. And like even like 
sports athletes are wearing them and stuff like the sports yeah. athletes are wearing them. <laughs> I know. Well, or as My we used to call them showing. jocks. Yes, I know. <laughs> but that was, I, you know, I, I, I remember when I saw for the first time, uh, it was uh, from an, uh, an OU wrestling thing, mm-hmm. and they, they made, you know, this is, of course, early 2000s, about 15 years ago. Yeah. And they were like the Lords of the Ring, which, of course, they were, they yep. were talking about the, the wrestling ring. And I'm like, you know, these are the guys <laughs> yeah. that want to stuff me into a locker for yeah. making a Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah. And yet, it's just, it's cool now. Yeah, and now they make, like, Winter Soldier Under Armour. I know. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. All of a sudden, it's like, it's cool to be geek. Yeah, and, it's, yeah it's, and I love it. Yeah. I love that my kids will get to grow up with it being cool. Yeah. And not being ignored. And don't have to hide it in the closet. Right, yeah. And yeah, be, be, be out and open. And because I'm reading comics... Uh, for for you and I was mm-hmm. was much different. There was a, there was still that well, stigma totally. about reading. Yeah, I mean now we have stuff like comicsology, where no. it's like it's a big mainstream thing now, and everyone knows the extremist storylines, and everyone knows mm-hmm. Winter Soldier and all these things. So I talked about when I was younger. People were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you worry though that um, because when people think of, for example, Iron Man, mm-hmm. they think of uh, certainly Tony Stark, but they think of the Robert Downey Jr. Tony yes. Stark. Yes, and I've. Yeah, I've noticed that with like even like cartoons, that the voice actors have started to sound like <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and yeah. every now and then the 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 cart the comic books mm-hmm. uh, tend to the I think some of the artists tend to go that direction yep. as well. Uh, maybe not for someone as uh, I mean Tony Stark's been around since the early '60s. Yeah, so maybe not him. But every now and then I'll I'll open up a comic book for someone who's fairly just mm-hmm. more recently popular and it's like oh that looks yeah. a lot more like the the, the movie kind of, star yeah. kind of like how uh captain america's costume got way more armored like after yeah. the avengers movie came out yeah at least they didn't put batman in a big huge rubber suit oh yeah <laughs> which is one of the problems i've always had with the batman movies like dude put him in tights he yeah long as in tights yeah, I think, and actually, I think the Arkham games did a really good job of how a bat suit should actually look. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why he would be wearing cloth pajamas. I do yeah, know to fight true. crime, but yeah, I just remember once when he got he got shot at and, and right in the chest, and of course, mm-hmm. it was the only part of him that was actually protected. Yep. You know, because I'm, and that was the only problem I had in the movies. He's he doesn't get shot. That yeah. should be the whole point: is that he dodges out of the way of yeah. the bullets. <laughs> but That's you, like when they put armor on the flash i'm like why is the flash wearing armor <laughs> he can go through things yeah why does he why even need, need to wear that he can literally push his bullets out of the way with his fingers and it's, well it's of course also why I've, I've the um the game the video game that that came out with uh where all the the, the superheroes supervillains would fight each other uh, injustice injustice yeah. every time my my son or somebody else would play the flash i was like how are you beating the flash you right. can't that did I don't? There's probably one person yeah. who could beat the Flash, yeah. and that's Superman, because right. he's he could just yeah. go through you. And then you watch that, and the <laughs> Chitara or whatever her name is is beating up Superman. I know. <laughs> All right. Or you got Harley Quinn beating up yep. you know Flash or Superman. It's like, um, yeah, love Harley Quinn. There's yeah. no way. I mean, yeah. it would just in one second it'd be over. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why they're not in the same comic book. Yeah, I think there was Injustice too. There's like a a thing where Joker put someone in an electric chair. And I was watching that and somebody did it to Shazam. And I was like, what is that, that going to do to him? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. Have you read the comic books? Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, just, I mean, it's fun to play and I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. But every time there's someone who's serious, super seriously, super powered. Yeah. You know, someone who's way OP. You're like, um, 
I don't think they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to back yeah. to Oki Comics. Um, do, do you do you had you thought about uh, putting any more things into Oki Comics? Did you talk to to Jeff about doing more? So I have I have a couple ideas. There's one I want to do. It's kind of like a treasure hunting treasure hunter kind of thing that explores more of like the wild parts of Oklahoma called mm-hmm. Tucker Phoenix History Hunter. Oh wow! And um, I'm still trying to find like the right story for him mm-hmm. because he's just it's very like. Uh, Uncharted, Indiana Jones, like, and I'm trying to find the right places in Oklahoma where that kind of stuff could, could happen. And right now, all I have is the underground tunnels. Yeah, well, that's that's always good. And there's, you know, there's there uh, there are if you go to I think it's the tourism website, Mm -hmm. uh, they've got a list of all these places. What would be neat is you could go around and just actually go tour these places and and look around and and see if any of them inspire you because there's a lot of history in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, there's a lot of it for a. State that hasn't been around for that long. There's a lot of a lot of history to it. Yeah, just ask our, our resident ghost hunter Jeff Provine, yeah. who will tell you that there is a lot of history in Oklahoma. Yeah. Have you thought about doing that? Would you Would you want to keep that in Oklahoma City or try and kind of go more statewide? See that thing with yeah, history hunter would definitely have to be all over the map, and that would be his thing. Is he's supposed to work for the the Sam Noble Museum mm-hmm. in in uh, Universe, and so he would go all over. He's supposed to be the curator. Of the museum, but he's a very hands-on curator. I love it. So very Indiana Jones. Yes. Like he's got a machete on his back. He's got a rope. He's a, yeah, he goes way off. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. And so what else? So you got the, the children's book you were doing. What else are you doing? Um, right now, that's it. I mean, I do um, the disaster dogs. I do the covers for them. Okay. And uh, what are the disaster dogs? It's a book by a guy. His name is Tyler. His last name escapes me for some reason. I know <laughs> it. I email him. But it's a, it's a book series he does. It's based off of his dogs, and it's like their little adventures they go on. It's oh, really that's cool. Great. Yeah. And so you're doing the cover for that. Yeah, I did the cover for the last issue, and he has commissioned me to do the, the next cover. So how What goes into making a cover? Because you is it just basically you've got to tell a story, in essence, on one so picture? So when I'm doing it for commissions, it's very what they want. Mm-hmm. But when I do it for like the boomers, I try to do uh, covers for them when I can. And um, their covers, sometimes they get scrapped because I'm like, I don't know what to do with this cover. <laughs> and then sometimes like the the rumble or what was it? Havoc on the highway. It, I just had the image of scissor tail flying through the bridge. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. And I think with uh, Twisted too. Yeah. Because a lot of that was the villain Twister recalling. So I was like, well, I'll do his head and it'll all be inside. So. When, when, yeah, like you said that, you know, when, when other people commission you to, yeah. to do them, do you still feel like you have some creative license? Oh, totally. Cause I'll send them sketch and sketch and mm-hmm. they're, um, cause I think the last time he, he emailed me, it's like, I kind of want like the end game kind of infinity war like poster for it. And so I sent him a bunch of different right. ones on that until he found one he liked. What's it feel like to just be able to, what do you just, how long do you, does it take you to draw something like that? Um, a cover it usually takes about two days or so mm-hmm. to do it. It usually takes about a day to sketch. And then once I have the sketch, I ink it and coloring is no big deal. So you do your only inking <laughs> and coloring as well. Yeah, I do. I, I do it all. Yeah. How do word balloons get in there? <laughs> That's a question for Jeff. <laughs> I, I tried on issue two. I did the word balloons myself mm-hmm. and I got an email from Jeff like, yeah, can you take the word balloons out? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure I can. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Cause I, 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 I I've never, I've always wondered that as I've read comic books, because they seem like there's a space for them, or do those get just it's, added later? It's a conscious effort to like, at, to leave space 
for him. Like when I, cause I do, I'll tell you how I do them with Steve the Not So Brave mm-hmm. is I'll draw the entire sketch and then I will type the words out and then the words will be on the ink and then I will circle that and then erase everything around it. So the, it fits okay. perfectly inside the bubble. I don't know how Jeff does it, but his seems a little more professional than mine. No <laughs> but you, so when you're drawing, you, you're actually thinking, okay, uh, you've got a script, yep. so you know what they're going to say. Yeah. So you do you try and give them a space that, that you think would work for what they've got to say? Yes. And so a lot of times, like with like with Roadrunner, he has little comments, so I always have to leave just a little bit of space next to his head for his word bubbles. But like I know my next issue, there's some very long paragraphs that I'm going to have to leave a lot of space for. So. Yeah, I've 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 noticed, and there's there's of course a, a way of following word balloons if you if. Yeah. For anyone out there who's never read comics, you you know that there, there's a you can actually make it a little bit longer. Yeah. Go into the next frame if you if you want the reader to go into that frame. Mm-hmm. So, but this is all just kind of up to the writer and how they put how they want to put the word balloons in. Yeah. Or you can go to Stanley route and have narration, word balloons, and then explanations. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I always loved that. I was reading an old. It was Mysterio's first appearance, and it was like Stanley would say something in the narration, and then the character would. Mimic what he said, and then at the bottom it would confirm what he said. <laughs> it's like, I love this so Just much. Just to sum up. Like, Stanley got paid by the word, didn't he? <laughs> yes, right. Well, and of course, uh, you know, you, you, you look at uh, what, what really amazes me. I, I, Stanley's fantastic. I love he him is, so yeah. much. But it's the artwork, oh, uh, yeah. I think, that saved Marvel. Yeah. Um, so and that's what I say, is, is you've got to display what they're talking about yeah. in one picture. Mm-hmm. How hard is that? It's so faces are the one thing that I hate, and that's why I love drawing Roadrunner because he's got that, that <laughs> face mask. That's right. Yes, it's that's a lot of looking in the mirror. I learned that from watching like those old how Disney animators do their thing is that showed that like they would look in the mirror for each syllable, mm-hmm. and so I do that a lot. There's my wife saw my photo gallery one time of my selfies, <laughs> and she's like, "Why are all these selfies of your face?" It's like I have to make faces sometimes when I take a picture of them, yeah. so I have it because I don't always have a mirror. <laughs> Which yeah, and then so you 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 and when you when you're drawing, does it does it? Are you trying to find that moment in the in the, the yes. sentences? So I'm like yeah, I go through it like I go through the scene. I'm like, well, pick the one thing that'll uh, yeah. that'll really pick it up because I can show Roadrunner running for five frames, but it only need one. So what? Where's his feet gonna be? It's a lot of times, like, if a character has a certain action, like a point, so I'll just cut it to where they're pointing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's a lot of, yeah. Like, I did that a lot with, um, with that issue four with Spirit. I had to cut a lot of those fights because they had a pretty long fight, but I had to cut it to just where the punches contacted and stuff like that. Right. So to, to, to make that action real yeah. right there on that page. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing is you're, you're basically trying to make this move forward mm-hmm. um, because it, it, it's got to feel like an action movie. It's got to feel yeah. like that. And as much as I'd love to have them standing around and talking the entire <laughs> right, issue, yes. I can't do that. So they have to do running and stuff like that. And the and thing I've been running into is Thunderbolt's powers have been a big thing for me because, and it hasn't really been illustrated, he can control all aspects of the weather. Right. But he only ever uses lightning. So <laughs> I've been trying to feel like, well, how do I show wind? How do I show, you know, yeah. different things that he can do? And so I kind of have a storyline of he, he's only comfortable using lightning currently and he'll grow more and more OP as the issues go on until I can't use them anymore. That would be good. Basically, you can, you can put him in situations. Right now, yeah. it, lightning is, it works for him, and you can yeah. put him in a position where he's needed to use rain yeah. or, or wind or, or... And if we ever get into his full origin, there's a reason why he doesn't want to use those powers. 
Oh, cool. And if we ever get into his full origin, you'll see like it's a, it's a phobia of his. Mm -hmm. He hates weather, so he's scared to use it. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's he has a very big fear of like tornadoes and wind and stuff. So he he doesn't want to use his powers because he's afraid he can't control them. So he's had to really kind of face his fear. Yeah, there. which is why I love the the villain because uh, I love coming up with villains. What's Twister? Mm -hmm. Was he was these tornadoes? So <laughs> exactly. Yes. And he's one of my favorite villains. And if you I don't know if you all have seen it, he's been showing up at those those stinger pages. Yes. So he's planning something. And yeah. I'm really excited for what he's got coming. There's gonna be something coming up. Mm -hmm. And the next one we're gonna have is 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 holiday. We just don't know when. Um, like I said, we're going to have Jeff Provine on either next week or mm -hmm. in two weeks. Um, and and well, we're going to talk about the ghost tours. We're also going to talk about Okie Comics. Sweet. So um, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. How can how can people see kind of your stuff? Is there a way? So the Boomers actually have their own Facebook page that I post because I have an art page called New Star Comics Art and More, which is where I post like my normal stuff. And I realized it was becoming oversaturated <laughs> with like, here's the Boomers doing this. So I gave them their own Facebook page where Good. you can go and it shows announcement dates from when I get announcement <laughs> dates from Jeff. I put them on there and links to other Okie Comics that come out. And just like there's a lot of concept art. There are character bios on that page that give little biops of their origins on there. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, you can go read those. And then it has uh, villain bios too, which is explaining their powers, their villain class, all that stuff. Because I have oh, wow. so many villains that have... Yeah, you, you, yeah. you got to have the Rogues Gallery. Yeah, I love Longhorn's been my favorite so far. Longhorn was fantastic. Yep. <laughs> He's my favorite. And especially the fact that they had to bring him his his uniform. And yeah. His, <laughs> yeah, and I have an, ongo I have an ongoing joke coming up where his uniform is going to change. His going to have to be changed every issue because he keeps <laughs> losing it. <laughs> That's great. Well, because like in the first issue, it broke. He broke his horn. Yes. And then that was just like a emergency suit so he's going to get a new design suit mm -hmm. in the next issue and then that'll get wrecked and he'll get another suit and another suit. <laughs> i'll just continue to get new suits that'll be great i love it that'll so much yeah um and where can can people uh, do you have like instagram i do that's new star comics okay. on instagram and facebook is new star comics art and more and what about twitter facebook. do you do, do twitter? i don't do twitter so i tried so i tried twitter and I everybody was like, mm. i know now i think the people are giving it up I've, I've been with twitter too long to give it up i can't it's like it's i like, don't I don't like it. As someone who's dyslexic, like, I'm like, I'm not going to try to tweet stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of reading. But yeah. Facebook, oh, I mean, does, is, do you feel like that's a great way to have an outlet? For oh, yeah, your... totally. Because I can share it. And I know Okie Comics shares a lot of it. Jeff shares a lot of it. So it's it's getting out there. It's a good way to get the stuff. That's good. And where can people see you next? What are you going to be doing? Uh, we'll probably be in the next issue of The Boomers, which will be, um, i trying to think of the title of that so I can give it to you guys. It was uh, The Boomers Torrential. Oh, it's cool. coming out in November, and it'll introduce two new villains. That's going to be awesome. Yep. And so hopefully look for that next month. Yeah. He said great. November, yeah. That's great. Tanner, thank you so very much of for course. showing Thanks up on the show. Me. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our home with our podcast friends at MostlyHarmless.media, also on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU. Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Tanner Fearborn, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.